Wish you could ask us your questions, share your can't evens, or tell your farm story to us out loud. You can do that now by calling and leaving us a voicemail. Just call 401-426-3276, which is 401-426-FARM, if you've been putting off typing your farm story because you don't want to. That just takes too much time. Well, now you can call us and just tell us about it. We love to play these voicemails on the minisodes like the one you're listening to right now, but obviously we will still take your stories, questions, and can't evens in written form as well. Bottom line, we just want to hear from you. So make sure you call us and leave us a voicemail at 401-426-FARM. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. We're twinning our mugs match. (laughs) We're so cute. So anybody that can't see us on YouTube, we're wearing, well, we're not wearing. That would be bad. We're using our Your Ass Is Enough, well, it's a donkey, mug that you can purchase at our merch shop. But we're going to do some spring cleaning, so I don't know how long this will stay or if it'll stay at all. So go check it out. If you want to match us, too. This was not on purpose. (laughs) No, it wasn't. (laughs) So what did you put in your ass mug? (laughs) In my ass mug. (laughs) That kind of goes with the mood today, I feel. My husband got me a soda stream for Christmas because I was drinking a lot of LaCroix. And because I was in very early pregnancy, I was very nauseous all the time. So I was like, I need to buy stock in LaCroix. And then he bought me a soda stream, which is awesome. And I put in the Soda Stream Homestyle Lemonade Mix because I've been craving lemonade lately. Ooh, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. What are you drinking in your ass mug today? I just wanted to say really quick that that was like the sweetest thing for your husband to do. Like he knew that you had been drinking a lot of soda and like, you know, for your heartburn and like that kind of soda is like perfect for taking care of it. That's why I drink so much ginger ale. It's because of my heartburn. And so that is just like the sweetest thing on the planet. Like all the points, all the points. Yeah. (laughs) On top of that, I'll bring a little more. He also got me a Keurig like a really bougie one because I can only drink one cup of coffee a day now. Yeah. And it's so beautiful that I literally cried. But again, that might've been the pregnancy hormones. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. My husband's out of town. So I get the whole pot to myself today. Oh, so are you (laughs) drinking coffee today? Yeah. Not to brag or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Very caffeinated because you have the whole pot to yourself. That's exactly right. Yes, it is. It is coffee with my fresh squeezed goat milk in it. But my, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the show before, Costa Rican coffee is my favorite, like kind of bean to get in my local um, place. Ancient Valley Mercantile has a Costa Rican blend now. So I've been using those theirs instead of purchasing from Costa Rica and having it shipped there. So that feels good. Uh, Support local carbon footprint. All that fun stuff. <laughs> Local. and I mean, they still get it shipped to them. So you're still supporting 
internationally as well. Yes. Win-win. Yeah, but it's not like being delivered like directly to my house because let's face it, I don't need packages showing up that often. <laughs> yes. Cardboard boxes for days. <laughs> yeah. Our drink peep this episode is our friend Ashley Kiernan. She has some mini donkeys too. So cheers, Ashley. Oh, yes. Cheers. So in today's dive bar, we're going to do something that's maybe a little different than our typical dive bar. We're going to talk about how to set up your farm website or really you can do this for any kind of website. So if you're maybe just doing more like social media things and want a place for people to buy merch from you or something else that's not necessarily farm related, this applies to that too. Yep, it totally does. We're going to talk about like organizing your website and what sorts of stuff you want to have on it, depending on what kind of selling you're doing. And we'll do a walkthrough of my new website for selling goats for those of you who sell livestock. And then we'll walk through a drink and farm website really quick just for merch and podcast kind of stuff. So you can kind of get a sneak peek uh, in our thoughts on how we set those things up and why we did some of the things we did, which I think will be really insightful if you're hoping to have a legitimate like online presence, which is exactly one of the reasons why you want to set up a website. You want to be legit. You want to make sure that your ideal customer can find you easily. And you need to be able to share the information that your customer wants and needs from you in order to make that decision to purchase or do business or connect with you and whatever it is that your website purpose is. Yeah. I would say it's a step up from just posting on Facebook. And there's nothing wrong with just posting on Facebook if that's working for you. But I do know that when I'm looking for things online, really, no matter what it is, if they don't have a website, even if it's like a, a chiropractor and he doesn't have a website like or she doesn't have a website, I automatically get creeper vibes. Whether that's legitimate or not, it's probably not. <laughs> like, it, it does make a difference. So... Some of it's in how you want to be perceived by potential buyers as well. Yeah, I was going to say that's exactly it. Like, who is your ideal customer? Would they be looking for that kind of legitimacy and, you know, that kind of thing? Because it's not always going to be the case. You don't necessarily always need to put that much work in. But for sure, if you're looking to show that you're, like, very serious about building a business in what it is that you're doing, a website really just, like, ups that, like tenfold. <laughs> right. And you're likely not to get, we'll call it in trouble if you have a website and you're selling animals, whereas it does go against Facebook's policy to sell animals on their platform. And because Facebook also owns Instagram, it's kind of a no-no there too. You can do it in certain ways, very subtly, not that I'm recommending that, but this is another added layer of protection for your brand and your social media platforms, if you have a large following, you really can't afford to get shut down necessarily. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I have posted some goods for sale on Facebook and not had any trouble yet, but I did it by posting a picture with all the info and then the link to like the business so that if it got flagged, Facebook would see that it was like a legitimate like farm business kind of thing. And I wasn't actually selling it on Facebook. I was driving traffic to my website to purchase my thing. Yeah. Yes. PETA owns shares in Facebook. And ever since that happened, this policy cropped up. 
So that might have had something to do with it. I have no idea. Something. (laughs) Yes. But anyways, so in order to create your website, one of the first things you're going to want to do is pick a website provider, obviously. But you can really follow a lot of these steps in order of however you want to. But for me, my first stop was figuring out where the thing wanted to live. And if that website platform offered templates that I liked, because I do know a little tiny bit of coding, but I don't like spending my time doing that. So I think your website, my website, and Drinking Farms website, we pick Squarespace for all of those. But your budget will also drive that decision too. And no shame in outsourcing if you don't even want to do any of this part. You'll have to come up with the requirements, obviously. But you can also look to hand this off to somebody else too if you just don't want to mess with any of it. Yeah, that's right. And Squarespace is not the cheapest by any means. But you know, by the time because I looked into switching some things to WordPress, because I do use WordPress for a couple of other things as well. But by the time you purchase all the plugins that you need and some of the other stuff, and the hosting because Squarespace includes the hosting, but you have to purchase the hosting separately when you go through WordPress or a lot of the other sites. And that can get kind of spendy depending on what you need, like how many pages and how much information you're putting on it and all that. I don't get too technical but they ended up being like pretty similar so the support I get from Squarespace and like the ease of making it my own and custom really appealed to me so that's why I've been sticking with it yeah I definitely for me it's a comfort thing because we've used it so long for drink and farm and there are a lot of helpful plugins a lot of the times we get asked how we do our merch and because Squarespace has a great plugin with Printful that's how we do our merch. But again, you have to weigh the pros and cons because they do take slices and dices when you use a third-party printing service like that. But yeah, so again, this is a pretty important decision to make. And you want to be clear on budget either way. Yeah, and it's not a permanent decision. You can move your website anytime. So don't let it stop you from getting started. <laughs> yeah. So Bev, since you recently made a website, what steps did you take to start getting organized. Okay, so to get started on my website, I actually made like a physical paper list. Another thing you can do, you can open up a Google Doc, but you outline your website. So you start with just like a brain dump of all the things that you want your customers have access to on that website. And then you organize them into an, I use an outline kind of format. So I have each main bullet point is a navigation button on my website. And then everything under it is all the stuff that I want them to be able to get to from that main navigation. So there's main navigation and there's like sub pages and stuff. So that's how I organize my website. Sometimes I actually just get in there and start making pages. And then Squarespace is really cool. I can drag and drop to like arrange things the way that I want it. So that way, if I'm feeling really inspired to create one very specific thing, and there's actually something that I'm really excited about on my website, and I'll share that in a minute, I can really dive into that without having to follow all the steps of setting up all the other stuff first. I can get into what I'm really excited about, which helps me check some of those things off of my list. 
It helps to create an area where you're going to store all of your like photos and write your copy ahead of time and stuff in your Google Docs. For goats specifically, like each goat has a folder and then all of the information on that goat, all of their pictures and links to anything that I need to make sure that I link to on my website for that goat, those are all in those folders so that I can open it, drag and drop. Otherwise you're gonna spend a lot of time like hunting and pecking because I did that for one goat and I was like, this is dumb. I need to organize this first. And don't focus on making it perfect. My new website, I it's gone through 10 revisions already and it's only been a few days. It's only been up for a few days at this point. And don't focus on making it complete even. It just needs enough up there to get started. And that helps drive you to the next step because a lot of people, when you're talking about building a website, you can get stuck in the perfecting it before you launch it. The minute I had a homepage, I launched it. And then I just added all the stuff. You didn't do that? <laughs> I'm like the opposite. No, I had it, I would say, 80% complete Okay. before I launched it. And that just might be a personal preference thing because, like, literally nobody had the link. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it's really up to you and, and your comfort level. But I agree with not making it perfect. But get it complete enough where you feel confident if somebody stumbled upon you on Google you don't have your pants down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that looks different to everybody. Yes. Yeah, it totally does. I had eight-week or seven-week-old baby boy goats that I needed to sell. And so I that was the first thing I did was I made a landing page and I put the boys up on another page and then I launched it. Because <laughs> I was like, I have to have a link to send people to to show that I'm legitimately selling these goats. And so that was how I started and I just got it done. And I did my, my most of my website was done in a day, like a day-ish if I added up all the hours. It took about a day to get to the point where I'm at now. And it still needs some building, but I'm really happy with the progress in just one day. Yeah. That's the nice thing with Squarespace too, is like there, if you're using their templates, you can get it done real fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And you want to make sure that you test all your buttons and links too. When you're kind of plugging away and working in there, it's really easy to miss key a link that you've added or forget to connect a button to a link. So once you've launched it, you want to make sure that you go to your website and then just click on everything that's clickable and make sure that it goes where it doesn't or where you want it to go. And it doesn't go anywhere weird. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or a dead end. You don't, nobody wants a 404 error. Nope. They do not. And, and testing and getting the bugs out of a new website is a, just a part of the process. And then you want to make sure that your layout works for both desktop and mobile because social media is probably going to be the number one place that people come to your website from if you're big on Instagram and Facebook or TikTok or whatever your chosen social media is or Pinterest even. So you want to make sure that your website makes sense on a phone because I can't tell you how many goat websites I went to looking to buy goats that just didn't work on my phone. And I'm like, I'm in the bathtub. I do not want to pull my laptop in here to look at these goats. Next. <laughs> <laughs> now we know what Bev does during bath time. So Bev does during bath time. She shops for goats and eats ice cream. <laughs> I will say, too, like, Squarespace is not a sponsor. Maybe they should be. Oh, I'll reach out. But most most of Squarespace templates automatically format into your cell phone as well. And they offer a cell phone view right within their user interface on their computer. 
Just another reason why sometimes it's worth paying a little more to get something nice and shiny. And you can edit your website from your cell phone also if you have Squarespace. Not to like keep touting Squarespace, but I set up like the meat and potatoes of my website. And then during bath time, I wrote some of the copy for my website from my phone. (laughs) (laughs) And now all the creepers of the internet are fantasizing about you typing about goats in your bathtub. I, I mean, I'm at, I'm at a phase in my life right now where I'm taking multiple baths a day sometimes. So that is just that is just where I'm at. Not for uncleanliness, just to be clear. Not for uncleanliness. I just, I that's where I relax and hide. It's your happy space. I totally get it. Yeah. I, I take one every day and watch TV. So no shame in our bathtub game. And maybe this discussion will just draw more viewers to our YouTube because... Because we talked about the bathtub a lot. Yes. <laughs> oh, one more note on the cell phone layout before we move on. So all of those Squarespace templates are formatted for your cell phone view. But sometimes when you're setting up the order of things on a page, when you load the page on your website, it won't scroll in the order that you want it to show up in. So you might need to drag and drop some boxes on your cell phone view so that you can make sure that people are getting the information in the right order. That's the last thing I wanted to say, because I noticed when I was listing my goats, it showed like something weird at the top, but I wanted the picture of the goat to be the first thing they saw. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. So one of the other things you're going to want to consider too, if your website is more than just information and you're looking to collect deposits or have people purchase things like merch from your website, you're going to have to think through how you want to be collecting payment. And when I say that, that means, are you an official business? Um, Do you want a separate bank account and or a separate PayPal or whatever you're using to keep tracking clean and easy. If you're doing something lower volume, like not as many orders or not as much money, you could probably get away with just keeping it like a hobby and just keeping track of it on the side. But if you're if you're posting registered goats like Bev and you're collecting pretty large deposits and, and the price of the goat can range quite a bit, might be a good idea to make sure if you haven't already listened to episode 166, we talk about setting up your farm business. So if you missed that or need a review, go listen to that because it might be worth setting up an LLC or some other kind of business because then you can separate it out from your social security number. You can get a tax ID number. You can keep everything separate. That's kind of a mindset thing too. And something you don't necessarily need to do right this second. We didn't do that right away with our farms, but we got to the point where we wanted to and and that need was there. So that's also something to consider because websites like Stripe, that help collect payment or PayPal, sometimes they do require you to enter a social security number or a TIN when you set those things up. So that might slow you down a little bit. So it's good to start thinking about that as you're building your website out. For sure. And a lot of those places kind of work directly with your website. So you can like put a PayPal button for, you know, like PayPal me. And I need to add all of that to my website. So I'm glad we talked about this because I didn't quite get that far. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. And it, it does take a little bit to set those things up. And Again, with Squarespace, those things integrate really nicely naturally, whereas if you're using something a little more manual, that could get kind of sticky. So keep that in mind, too, when you're picking your website vendor. 
All right. So let's do a walkthrough of your new website. All right. I think I saw it in its beta stage, we'll call it, in the beginning stage. So I'm excited to see what you added over this weekend and stuff. Let me get us loaded up. Yeah, you're going to want to be watching this on YouTube. Obviously, if you're driving or something and listening, don't pull up YouTube right now. But if you're interested in this and kind of getting inside of Bev's brain and how she did all this, go to YouTube because she's going to share her screen as she's talking through some of this. Yeah, and I think that you'll still get some really good information, especially of goats or or like selling things from your farm that you grow or whatever is on your list of farm goals. So, all right. Share screen. All right. Here is my website. Ah, cute logo. Yeah, I designed it myself. (laughs) Fancy, see? There's a cost savings right there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good old Canva. Good old Canva. (laughs) So this has grown quite a bit, actually, since its initial launch day on Friday. Last Friday when I put it together. So what I did when I was putting this website together was I was thinking of like what the most important information I needed them to know. Like the very first thing that I needed them to know is that I had butt goats for sale because those are the more expensive ones. And I have weather goats. Everyone needs to go because they cost money and feed. <laughs> and the sooner I get them out there, the sooner they can go. Yes. I also added stud services to my farm so that my farm can make some extra money. And I posted my clean herd test results so they are visible and public. I blocked out my address. I chose not to share my address on my website. And that was just a personal choice. A lot of farms around here do just share their address. I decided not to. But anyone that wants to come here to purchase a goat, I'll send them my address happily. And I also wrote a terms and conditions for purchasing a goat or using said services, which is available here, but also available on each page where there's something for sale and a contact form so they can reach out if they're interested in something. And then I also linked to my other things that I do, like the Joy Farmer podcast, the Drink and Farm podcast and Positively Farming Media. So that way, if somebody wants to get to know me more, they can do that really easily by clicking one of those links. They're like, who's this person I'm purchasing from? <laughs> After this episode, they might not want to buy because we talked about nudity and bathtubs. <laughs> right. But, that's exactly or maybe it. that's a selling point. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> One of the most important things that I recommend you put on your website if you're selling a physical product that people need to be present for to get, I put it on the very top of the page where I'm located at. So... Ross Roos Farm currently offers Nigerian dwarf goats for sale in stud services in Ross County, Ohio. It doesn't get any simpler than that. Someone can see at a glance if they stumbled on the right website. And then I gave them information really quick on how to connect with me, ask questions or anything like that. And then I highlighted my three most important things that I'm selling right now. Butt kids, weather kids, stud services. Eventually, this will actually just be goats and like I haven't decided if I'll do microgreens and then eggs or if I'll just do like food from the farm type of thing. Or maybe I'll do vegetables and then eggs. I don't know. I haven't decided. But eventually there will be the the whole website is going to get a whole nother redesign to add in purchasing microgreens for pickup and eggs for pickup. The weekend really kicked me in the pants that I needed to get serious about figuring out how to have this make money. And then I have a spot for meeting the herd. I include myself in my 
family as part of that herd, but it's coming soon. I don't have time to write at all, but it's in the back end working on it, getting started. (laughs) It's so cute. And those professional photos are just really paying off. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they really are. I need to do new ones, but I'm just really excited about them. So here, uh, I'm actually only going to, I'll just click through the most important parts, which are the stud services and the clean herd test results and the terms and conditions, just so you can see how I formatted that. Because the the way that I set up these three pages, the available butt goats, the weather goats, and the stud services is pretty identical. But the stud services I'm really excited about because of what I built to put on it to get all of the information out there like really easily so someone could evaluate really quickly if they wanted to use our farm for stud services. So at the very top, I tell them who my bucks are, what it costs to use stud services, and that there's a boarding, there's a stud service and boarding policy below. So they know that I will do boarding or driveway breeding for first stud services. I gave a synopsis on each buck. I put their ADGA number so they can their genetics can be looked up and they can check out any of their test results or anything like that because they're both getting linear appraised this summer so there are going to be there's going to be information online about these goats and then a picture of them and their basic stuff like you know their date of birth whether they're just bedded or pulled, what their coloring is, what their eye color is because those are the things that are most important to people when they're breeding goats besides the genetic stuff, and then a picture of them. And I need to update my pictures, but I just used what I had. <laughs> like, this doesn't exactly show how handsome Twig is, but it works. <laughs> he looks pretty fluffy and fabulous to me. Yeah, he is. I need to take a new picture, though, of him shaved and in the correct stance so that people can see that they want to breathe their nose <laughs> with him. But this is what I'm really excited about. So I, I created their lineage in Canva so that they can see at a glance if this buck is worthy of breeding with their does. And I put all of their accolades that each one currently has. And I'll keep that up to date in case someone gets something. Like it's totally possible that his dam will end up with a milk star. Like that wouldn't surprise me because these are bucks from farms that do that kind of thing. So that kind of stuff has to be updated. And then I also put pictures of his dam and his sire's dams udders because those are what people people are super into udders and then a (laughs) button to inquire about using his stud services and then I've started Huck's page too but Huck's is a little even it's not quite as finished actually no I did finish it and then I put my stud service and boarding policy. And so with this episode, we're going to put a link to where you can get a template for terms and conditions for goats specifically. It's for goats specifically, but you can use the, these as a jumping off platform for writing your own terms and conditions for whatever it is that you're selling. So we'll have a link to that. It'll get emailed to you and then you are welcome to update them for your farm specifically. And use them on your website. So it'll give you a great place to start from. The next thing is the clean herd test results. I just put a link to each kind of test that we do. And it's a PDF that just opens when you click on it, which is super handy. I love that Squarespace lets you do that. So then people can just see it really easily and know that you're being truthful. (laughs) Yes, that's important. Yep, it is. And then on my terms and conditions and contact page, I put the location. This isn't my address, but it's just my town. So people can figure out approximately how far it'll take for them to get to our farm if they decide to purchase something and pick up. 
a form they can submit to contact us. And then all of my policies are here again. So I have a goat sales and reservation policy, and then I have a stud service and boarding policy for now. And then I'll probably end up changing that. (laughs) I'm sure it'll expand. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. All right, let's take a look at Drinking Farms website really quick. So our website, it's the podcast and we sell merch and we have lots of things that we do here because this is a business with sponsorship and all sorts of stuff. So the shop is, I think, is really what people are going to be most interested in. Squarespace is really awesome because they let you put in tags into each of the items so that you can have easy navigation to very specific things. So if someone's just looking for hats and click headwear, and any headwear that we have in stock will pop That's up. That's probably a bad one to click because I just retired the beanies because it's getting warmer. <laughs> oh, okay. So we don't have any headwear currently. That just reminds me we need to remove that tag from the header so people don't have a sad moment. But it's very easy to do. Yep. <laughs> or we can just add some hats back into the shop and then we'll have more headwear. There we go. Some. Some trucker hats for the summer. Right. So yeah, so you click out you can click on one of these and then it takes you to whatever is in the header as long as you have used your tags correctly, which we have. Which is really awesome. And then we integrate with Stripe for our payments. Or you can use PayPal. So we put two options on there. And that helps make purchasing merch really easy, which is great. We have a discounts and disclosure area because you you just need to, you know, give people some information depending on what you use your website for and all of that good stuff. Is there anything specific on our website, Sam, that you wanted to show off to the people? Yeah, if you click on the podcast on the left, actually you might be able to do this just from the search bar. Well, the first thing is you can have these lovely pop-ups to direct people to sign up to your email list. And you can set this sort of thing to just pop up like once every 30 days. Or if somebody signs up, it's not gonna pop up for them based on the cookies in their browser. So that's super handy, but you can click off that. The thing that I really like about our website, because we've had so many different topics, it can be really overwhelming. But having it in this format, you can use the handy dandy search bar on the left and type in pig. And let's see what comes up. It's thinking and thinking so you don't have to. Oh, nothing came up. That was a bad example. (laughs) Let's type in goat. Yeah, here, actually... I'll put in goats because what pops up here depends on what you've tagged in your post that you put for it. This was a better example. So if you want, I think we've only talked about pigs like once when I got Hamlet. But if you have something you're looking for specifically, it'll pick up the tags and, and keywords in the description. So this, if you type in goats, it's going to pull up all of our episodes all the way back to episode five. Well, that was Dive Bar 5, but Drink and Farm 2, yeah, simmer down, they're just goats. Yeah, and then number four, those eyebrows are a conversation starter. Um, So, like, that title is not telling you by default that we're talking about goats, but if you go to our website, you can type in a keyword, maybe type in a couple, see what comes up. And you might be like, oh, I've never listened to that one, or I need to re-listen. So that's a really nice thing about having a website like this too is it's really convenient for your audience whether you have a podcast or maybe even a blog to do a quick search and look find what they're looking for without having to like 
go through Google and like filter through a bunch of other sources as well. Yeah. And I did add a search bar on my website also, just all the way down at the bottom. So that way, if they get all the way through and they're like, wait, I didn't find what I was looking for, they see the search bar and they can use it. But I'm currently using a template that doesn't have a navigation bar on the side. That's why I'm working on rebuilding the site again, is because I need to pick a new template. So I'm building that first and then it'll go live, but it's just a copy paste thing because I already built the website. So I have my photos organized and I have all my text written. So 90% of the battle. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, there's your grand tour. Yep. (laughs) And we hope this was super helpful as you're kind of deciding if you need a website or how to build your website. Definitely don't be afraid to go visit our websites if you need some inspiration too. So we spent a lot of time on them. Yeah, we did. And, you know, I think if I could just give one piece of advice for website building as well is when you're all done putting it together, think about your customer's experience navigating that website. You want to make sure that they can get the information that they want quickly without too much extra fluff. My current website, I think, has too much extra fluff currently. So I'm working on simplifying it so they can just go to a page to read all about a goat instead of having to scroll through everything about, you know, Twig before they can get to Huck, stuff like that. So think about the experience of what it's like to be on your website. If they, can't, if they think they're not going to find what they want, they'll bounce real fast. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. All right, so before we wrap up today, just a few quick reminders. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and download this episode when you're listening or any episode when you're listening because this helps more people like you find our podcast. Yep, it sure does. And make sure you take a look at the show notes. You'll find links to anything that we discussed here, links to our social media, our merch shop, and some other fun things. Our website's handy. And you can get to the show notes for this episode if you go to drinkandfarm.com slash DB15. That's going to be the dive bar. That's how we, we, we have a format for our pretty links for our website. We didn't dive into that, but that's all right for another episode. <laughs> Yes, yes. All right. So until next time, drink, farm, and give zero plus. Bye now. Bye. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things.